0: Chapter thirteen of Young Folk's History of Germany by Charlotte Mary Young. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter thirteen. Friedrich I Barbarossa continued eleven seventy four to eleven eighty nine. Heinrich the Sixth, eleven eighty nine to eleven ninety seven. When Friedrich I came back to Germany, he held a diet at Worms, and summoned Heinrich the Lion, Duke of Saxony and Bavaria, to answer for his treason, rebellion, and many other crimes. One of these was that in the middle of the night, in time of peace and friendship, he had attacked the town of Weringen, where the Bishop of Freising had great salt-works, destroyed them and all the storehouses, and dragged away the makers to Munich. The duke would not come, saying it was his right to be judged only in his own country. So another diet was held at Magdeburg, but he would not come to that, nor to a third at Goslau, where he was put under the ban of the empire, that is, made to forfeit his fiefs and honours, and declared an outlaw, for ban means a proclamation. He had friends, however, and held out for a long time, but he was so fierce and violent that he offended them all and the kaiser pushed him very hard and besieged his city of brunswick there his wife who was matilda daughter to king henry the second of england was lying ill she ventured to send to Friedrich to ask that some wine might be sent in for her use and he answered that he had rather make her a present of brunswick than disturb her he was as good as his word for he drew off his army but he gained so much upon the lion that at last heinrich came to the diet at erfurt fell on his knees before the Kaiser, and asked pardon. Friedrich raised him kindly, but told him he had himself been the author of all his misfortunes. He was judged to have forfeited his great dukedoms, but the Kaiser allowed him to keep the dukedoms of Brunswick and Lunenburg, on condition that he should spend three years in exile at the court of his father-in-law, King Henry of England. Brunswick has ever since continued to belong to his family, the house of Welf or Guelph. Part of Saxony was given to Bernhard of Anhalt, the son of Albrecht the Bear, in whose line it continued, and it is from these two houses of Brunswick and Saxony that our royal English family have sprung. Bavaria was given to Friedrich's friend, Otto of Wittelsbach. Now that peace was made, Friedrich held a great festival at Mainz, where he knighted his sons and held a tournament, to which came knights of all nations, forty thousand in number. A camp with tents of silk and gold was set up by the riverside, full of noble ladies who came to look on, and of minnesingers, who were to sing of the deeds of the knights. The songs and ballads then sung became famous, and there was much more of the spirit of poetry from this time forward in Germany. The kaiser, old as he was, took his full share in the tilts and tournaments, and jousted as well or better than his three sons. Heinrich, the eldest of these sons, had already been chosen to succeed his father, and was the first prince who was called King of the Romans, while the kaiser was alive. Friedrich planned a great marriage for him. The kings of Sicily, who were of Norman birth, had always been great friends of the popes, and sheltered them when the emperors drove them out of Rome, but the last of these, of the right line, had no child, and had only an aunt named Constance, who had always lived in a convent though it does not seem certain whether she was really a nun. Friedrich used to say that Italy was like an eel, which must be held both by the head and tail, if you would keep it. He had the head, and hoped the son would get hold of the tail by marrying Constance. Her nephew, the king, agreed to the match, and Constance, who was thirty-four years old, was sent to meet her bridegroom at Milan, with a hundred and twenty mules carrying her marriage portion. The Pope, Urban III, was very angry, and deposed all the bishops who had been at the marriage, or at Constance's coronation, and fresh struggles were just beginning, when all Europe was shocked by the news that Jerusalem had been taken by the Saracens, under Saladin. The Pope and the Kaiser both laid aside their quarrels to do all they could to rescue the holy city, and, old as he was, Friedrich prepared to go on the crusade. He took his two younger sons with him, and a great army, in which were Leopold, Duke of Austria, and Conrad, Markgraf or Marquis of Montserrat. Passing through Constantinople, they marched through Asia Minor, suffering much for want of food and water, but at Iconium, where, with his uncle Conrad, he had once suffered such a sore defeat, Friedrich, with his war-cry, Christ reigns, Christ conquers! so dashed on the enemy as to gain a glorious victory but only a few days after as he was bathing in the cold swift river calicadmus a chill struck him and he sank into the rapid current he was seventy years old when he was thus lost in the year eleven ninety his body was found and buried at antioch but the germans could not believe their mighty kaiser was dead and long thought that in the Kiffhauser cave in Thuringia he sat with all his knights round a stone table, his once red but now white beard growing through the stone, waiting till the ravens shall cease to fly round the mountain, and Germany's greatest need shall become, when he will waken up, break forth, and deliver her. Friedrich's second son and namesake fought bravely, but soon caught the plague, and died when only twenty years of age. The Duke of Austria and Marquis of Montserrat joined the other body of crusaders, led by the kings of France and England, at Acre, but Conrad was killed by an eastern assassin, and Leopold was affronted by King Richard, wanting him to assist in building up the walls of Ascalon, and left Palestine. In the meantime the King of the Romans, Heinrich the Sixth had been fighting hard with Heinrich the Lion, who had come home from England resolved to win back what he had lost, but all in vain. His son Heinrich had been betrothed to Agnes, daughter to the Pfalzgraf Conrad, brother to Friedrich I, and when the house of Welf was ruined, she would not give up her love to marry the king of France. Her mother favored her and sent a message to the young Heinrich to come to her castle in her husband's absence. He came in the disguise of a pilgrim, and the mother immediately caused them to be married. When her husband came home the next morning, she met him with, My lord, a noble falcon came yesterday to your tower whom I have taken. The two presented themselves, the pfalzgraf forgave them, and thus peace was made, and the old lion soon after died. Young Heinrich was thus able to interfere on behalf of his English uncle Richard the Lionheart, when he had been shipwrecked in the Adriatic on his way from the Holy Land, and while trying to pass through the Tyrol as a pilgrim, had been seized and imprisoned by Leopold and afterwards made over to the kaiser the pope demanded the release of a crusader whose person ought to have been sacred and the kaiser held a diet at hagenau at which richard was called upon to defend himself from the charge of having murdered conrad of montserrat betrayed the cause and other crimes richard spoke with such grandeur and dignity that even leopold turned aside weeping and the emperor sprang from his throne and embraced him after this his ransom was accepted and he did homage to heinrich the sixth as emperor of the west receiving from him the promise of the kingdom of arles to add to his duchy of aquitaine heinrich took his wife into sicily on the death of her cousin tancred and there they were crowned but he showed himself a harsh and cruel ruler and very avaricious he went back several times between sicily and germany and caused his little son friedrich to be elected king of the romans but he was everywhere hated. He was planning a war with the eastern emperor when, after hunting all day near Messina in the heat of August, he took a chill and died at the age of thirty-one in the year eleven ninety-four. The Sicilians rejoiced publicly at the death of their tyrant and murdered all the Germans they could find in the country. End of chapter thirteen. Read by Cara Schallenberg. On Sunday march twentieth two thousand sixteen, in Union City, California.